Gary, let's spend the next 15 minutes or so talking about one of the definite highlights of this entire pandemic, our semi-regular conversations and, and recordings and the videos we made of drawing on Shakespeare. Yay! Thank you for that, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. I'm Austin Titchener, one-third of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, now in its 15th year, number 758, Drawing on Shakespeare. Drawing on Shakespeare is a 16-episode web series hosted by me and the ridiculously talented Gary Andrews, where we talk with incredibly knowledgeable and wise people about Shakespeare, while Gary draws what we're talking about in real time. As Gary and I begin talking about a possible second season, or, or series, as they say in the UK, I asked him to help me remember how Drawing on Shakespeare began. I can't even remember whose idea it was. It was one of those weird ones, wasn't it? I think it was you, which I, which, which was why I was so thrilled to sign on to it because um, usually it's me asking people, you know, for the podcast every yeah. week for 15 years. Oh my God. Um, but you asked me, could we do something and I'll draw and we'll talk and blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, that seems really fun. And I think I came up with the title yeah. drawing on Shakespeare. Yes, that's right. Um, yeah. And I just, I just, I love the idea because it's conversations that we would have anyway, you yeah. and I. Um, ideally, we'd have them in the pub, but that hasn't happened yet. Um, but, but the fact that you draw your amazing drawings while we have the conversation is just, I feel like I've got the best front row seat to that sort of artistic <laughs> creation I've ever had. Well, it was an interesting um, thing, wasn't it? Because the first one we did, I had the camera set up and a big pad over my shoulder and we, we, we did it that way and it was fine, but it was a bit awkward to draw. Then I, on the second one, I said, well, I'm gonna set it up so we can record my screen and I can draw with a digital pen when I'm doing it, which is a lot quicker and I can get a bit of better detail and better drawing. And, and it works really well. And it also meant that because when we're doing the thing, there's not much editing. Sometimes we nip and tuck a little bit, but it meant we could we could cover the joins with a bit of full screen drawing, and it just made for a slicker presentation. Yeah, um, yeah. And and we, the original thought wasn't it was we'll do a series of these, and each time we'll have a different different subject, and we'll chat about it. And after two, it was like, should we get some guests? <laughs> That was the smartest thing we ever did was get other people into oh the conversation. Oh my goodness, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, and we got a, 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 a kind of an amazing array of uh, really interesting <laughs> folks. An incredible cross-section, wasn't it? Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, Christopher Moore, the novelist, Nicole Galland, the, yeah. the novelist, Adrian's, the lovely Adrian Scarborough. Oh, yes, and um, Devon Glover, Devon Glover, the Sonnet Man, Mia Gosling. Yeah, Gosling. Uh, that was a great one because I got to sit back and let her do some drawing for a bit, uh, which was fun. Jenny Maisel's talking of drawing. I mean, God, we had some fab. And then uh, 
a raft of rather lovely academics as well. Yes, that's right. Peter <clears throat> Holland, Paul Edmondson, Michael Whitmore. That's uh, yeah. I mean, that's a kind of a murderer's row of uh, the director of the Folger Shakespeare Library, the, cha the chair of the International Shakespeare <laughs> Association, and the head of whatever he's the head of at the um, uh, 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 at the Shakespeare Birthplace Trust in Stratford upon Avon. These are heavy hitters. My goodness, they were. it was. <clears throat> I'm sitting there thinking they're talking to me, which is which is sort of kind of cool. Yeah, but I just sat there. I just basically let you talk to them mostly and 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 chips in occasionally, but mostly just sat there scribbling, which was which was such a treat for me because you know i listen to these people with this incredible wisdom and insight and wit talking about a subject that we both love and they love yeah. and get to do the thing that i love to do which is draw and yeah. and and i love drawing not knowing what i'm going to draw that was the thing we always went into these chats not knowing where it's going to go yeah like nothing was pre-prepared i would sit there with my pen hoping that they said something that would inspire a drawing and and um there weren't many times when there wasn't much to so occasionally I'd get wrapped up in what they were saying, get so interested I'd forget to draw. Um but it's like, oh gosh, I need to draw something. But there was always something that could that I could be drawing, which was really fun. Well, I I, I do think planning is overrated. <laughs> I've spent the last 60 years not doing it. I don't intend to start now. <laughs> I, which is weird because on stage I really like to know my lines. I really oh, like yeah what I'm delivering to be scripted, which is not my wife's impulse. She would, no. she's an improviser. She doesn't, she can't be bothered learning the lines, nor does she want to say the same line twice ever when, <laughs> and I'm an actor all about making the lines I say all the time sound like they're coming out of my face fresh yeah. for the first time. Yeah. But in these kinds of things on the podcast and our drawing on Shakespeare conversations, it, it, it wants to, we wanted it to feel loose and like it's just happening like you said earlier on i we almost want it to feel like you're sat at a table in the pub with us having a chat about the subject of the week you know and and that was very much the idea that it was it's just a conversation between people who love what they're talking about yeah. and love sharing that with other people and trying to let other people know what it is that we love about it and if we can just let them in a little bit that's always you know one of the things i love when you can just light a little bulb in somebody's head something they haven't thought of before or, you know a connection they haven't made and you can say but look at that and they go oh yeah oh it's yeah. not horribly boring and tedious there is something lovely about you know or whatever and um yeah we wanted that kind of casual feel so yeah it, it definitely made made sense to just sort of and so far i think uh, uh the viewership numbers for drawing on shakespeare are well into the low three figures oh, staggering into the several um, uh, yeah, <laughs> they weren't huge, but then again, I mean, they're not huge numbers, but the people who watched it were very dedicated, you know what I mean? They were very dedicated and we got the lovely interaction with people and the people who do watch it love it, which is, I'd rather play to a small appreciative audience than a large indifferent one. Right. Well, yes. And there's so <laughs> much competition for, you know, people's attention. Well, I mean, through, in the middle of the whole the pandemic with the lockdown and stuff, suddenly the whole world was on Zoom and creating all these new things. And it was, um, yeah, it was an opportunity. It, you know, it, it gave us that idea, but it was all over, wasn't it? I mean, I was constantly watching things and downloading things and streaming things. And, and just the thought that anybody decided to give us their 40 minutes or whatever was was lovely, you know, to be honest. Well, and I think it really, it, I, I, it's, it's kind of stupid in my head how how little I made this connection, but I, I'm only now sort of realizing that this was absolutely one of the impetuses, one of the impeti, um, <laughs> for me to create the Shakespeareans. Wow. This, 
a monthly conversation. About, I mean, I'm, I'm not inventing. I'm not inventing reinventing the wheel here. It's a monthly conversation about Shakespeare, uh, and with the Shakespeareans, it's minus your interesting drawing, but it's maybe about one more aspects of uh, aspects of it. Um, but it's such a it's such a fun medium. Um, as we as we sit here talking, I'm now stroking my beard thoughtfully and thinking maybe there's a way we can combine some of these things. Mm, mm. <laughs> Continue to cogitate. Hi, this is Mia Gosling, creator of Shakespeare webcomic Good Tickle Brain, and you're listening to the Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. Where can you RSC, the RSC? We are still the remote Shakespeare company for at least five or six more months, but we're beginning to have some small, cautiously optimistic conversations about returning to venues sooner than that, if conditions and equity rules permit. We'll keep you posted on Facebook and Twitter as soon as we know anything more. And now back to my conversation with Gary Andrews, talking about the origins and possible continuation of our web series, Drawing on Shakespeare. I mean, we started this when we were doing nothing. Yeah. And, but surviving. Well, we, we were doing lots of things. We were surviving and that's a big thing. And yeah. trying to stay busy during the pandemic. Um, yeah. Things are beginning to open up now. You're back in rehearsals, right? In real, in a real, in real three-dimensional space with genuine actors, yeah? In real three-dimensional space with genuine actors, albeit in gardens at the moment, because we're not allowed more than six in a room, but um, huh. we are allowed 30 in a garden. So we're, and luckily it's for an open air show anyway. So and a couple of friends have big gardens. So yes, rehearsing Midsummer Night's Dream for an open air sort of community based sort of project that I belong with that I'm directing. Uh, so we're doing that, which is amazing. We've got three weeks to, as at, at recording, we have three weeks till we open and it is um, just glorious being with, humans again rehearsing Shakespeare and just oh it's it's wonderful but uh yeah it, you know it's a different world we're in now um right well and did you I mean you've as you say you've directed the dream five or six times yeah, the fifth time I think yeah and um do you you I mean we are both we're both um Shakespeare nerds but did you find the uh, the drawing on Shakespeare conversations um uh in addition to being fascinating and fun did you find them helpful and or insightful i mean did it make you think of the plays or the characters in ways you hadn't thought of them before it was it was yes i mean every i find this though i mean and i'm sure you know this so every conversation you have about shakespeare with someone new yeah. is always going to bring something new to it because this is the incredible thing about shakespeare that, that you know he he he's everything to everybody you know you can you can read whatever you want into it by virtue of the way they, they were created and so every conversation I always find just makes these new little sparks and connections and oh but yeah I mean talking to the sort of people we're talking I mean there was always something in them maybe go oh yeah of course always I mean yeah. yeah so it was it was fascinating um yeah, especially especially some of the academics, you know, when you hear the way they sort of put it together and you go, right. yeah, I can see that. Although obviously my heart belongs to the performers, you know, yep. and, and I and I love the stories and I love that because as as we know, Shakespeare is meant to be to be watched and listened to, not really to be read. And I know our academics would sort of not like me to say that, but quite frankly, it's meant to be out there on yeah. a stage. Yeah. Um 
I mean, I get that. I, 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 it's funny. Yes, you're right. The academics will say things and I'll go, yeah, well, that's very interesting intellectually. But every now and then they'll say something like, I know how I could capture that or 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 or, yeah. or illustrate it in your in your case with your pen or, or but stage it in such a way that maybe that idea could come through in my next production. And yeah. I remember talking to like specifically Ben Crystal last year we talked to him and uh, and Kate Powers the director who works with uh, yeah. prisoners on uh, Shakespeare um um uh, and and talking to those guys also made me just think of plays that I've worked on several times like Much Ado or Midsummer or Twelfth Night in in ways that make me go oh all right well now I need to go back and do that play again oh uh, yeah I mean yes I always get that urge to go back and do them when when you've you suddenly hear someone go, yeah, of course that happens in the play, doesn't it? You go, oh, have I seen that happen before? Yeah, okay, right, that's it. I need to do another one. Where can I do that? Um, yeah, on yeah. closing on closing night, it, it hits you. Oh, damn it, I've got to do Dream <laughs> another six or seven through. time now. Yeah, exactly. That's the way. Oh, well, next time. Yeah. Um, and, and it is. It's, it's, it's like that with the Dream. As I say, this is my fifth Dream. And, and there's, there's some things I'm doing in it that I've done every time, because if it ain't broke, you know, and it's like that gag works, that that thing works, that little beat works. But then you come to another bit, and suddenly the actor that you cast this time, who's totally different to before, does a little thing, and you go, "Ooh, do do that more," and and suddenly it goes off in a whole direction. And that's one of the, the delights of of working on something like Shakespeare is the, those unexpected moments when an actor takes something somewhere and it goes off where you didn't think it was going to go, which happened with the drawings as well sometimes they yeah. someone would say a thing on the, on the show on the on the show we were doing and i'd suddenly go oh my hand would start doing a thing it's like oh i'm drawing that now am i and and it's sort of and you, and you, yeah. right and you're just chasing it you're just following that impulse and chasing a thought yeah exactly that's yeah. a very good way of putting it yeah um Yes, exactly. Well, and, and every time we come to it, I mean, even if we're not having these fabulous conversations, every time we come to it, we're different. Yeah. You know, so, 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 I mean, I love, tell, tell me about how, I mean, not only are you directing Midsummer Night's Dream, but you're playing Puck, which is, <laughs> which is, which has got pretty pucking brave, if I may say. Well, thank um, you very much. Um, uh, but well, tell I'm, me, tell me how you're approaching Puck this time. Well, yeah, I mean, I never intended to play Puck. We, I cast some, you know, some lovely young bouncy people to play and various reasons were that people, someone left and I cast someone else in it and then someone else left who was Lysander. So I moved my Puck to Lysander and I suddenly had a Puck shaped hole in the middle. And I thought, oh my gosh, I, we, we're starting rehearsals and do I need to find somebody else? I thought, well, hang on, I played it twice before anyway. Last time was 20 years ago. But I mean, I thought, I'm 60. Can I get away with this? I'm fairly youthful 60, but I'm 60. And then I thought, to hell with it. One of my first ideas in it was when Puck first sees the fairy and, and they say, where the wand you go? I've got three, not one fairy. And when he says he's Puck, they treated him like he was a member of a boy band, like he was Justin Bieber or something like that. So I basically, instead of that, now he's Keith Richard. He's an aging rocker. He is this, this thousand year old spirit that's seen it all and done it. <laughs> and when and he just sort of like slightly weary and but kind of you know he's still got a little bit of sparkle so yeah that's what's happening with Puck in this yeah he's the Keith Richard of the fairy world uh, the Keith Richard of the fairy world who's who you know looking at you now who has clearly done far less heroin than the actual Keith Richard possibly <laughs> possibly no promises no promises <laughs> 
That's it for this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. You can watch all 16 episodes of Drawing on Shakespeare in playlists on my Shakespeareans YouTube channel, on Gary's YouTube channel, Gary's Scribbler, or on the Reduced Shakespeare Company's YouTube channel. Don't forget to hit the subscribe buttons when you get there. Then send us your Shakespeare drawings via email to feedback at reducedshakespeare.com. You can also find us and interact with other fans on our dedicated podcast page on Facebook at RSE Podcast, on Instagram at Reduced Shakespeare Company, or on my preferred platform on Twitter at Reduced. You can also follow Gary Andrews on Twitter at Gary Scribbler, and you can follow me on Twitter too at Austin Tishner, and I hope you'll check out my new website, The Shakespeareans. There you can find more information on how I can help you with monologues, presentations, or writing projects. Check out theshakespeareans.com and my Patreon page, patreon.com slash Austin Titchener. Thanks, as always, to Scary Clown Drawing of Shakespeare, Matthew Croak, Web Services by Ginger Power Limited, Music by John Weber and GarageBand. Our random fan shout-out this week goes to Bridget Matthews. No reason, it's just random. Special thanks to Mia Gosling, the creator of the Good Tickle Brain Shakespearean webcomic. Check out her incredible stuff at goodticklebrain.com. And finally, thanks very much to you for listening. Please stay safe, get vaccinated, and keep your masks on. I'm Austin Tischner, 758-2274 of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. We should make a, a playlist in one place on the YouTube somewhere where people can see uh, that all the drawing on Shakespeare's in one place. And do you think we can come up with any more for a season two? Do you know, wouldn't that be rather splendid? I may have been working on a small list of interesting people. This is a mm-hmm. conversation we may have to have. <laughs> so watch this space. This podcast is a production of the Reduce Shakespeare Company. Reducing expectations since 1981. Go to reduce for performance dates, actor bios, email newsletters, and so much less. And so much less. And so much less. And so much less. And so much less.